the wacky. It is another Wednesday. In fact, it's going to be a hot Wednesday. Is it going to be hot today? It is going to be scorching. So welcome to another episode of the Musings of Three Dudes, a discussion on business, life, and family. And we're going to have some fun today, I think. So. Well, if it's 100 degrees out, it's going to be 100 degrees in here. My office yesterday up in my house was 100 degrees. If, I, if I'm not in there and I don't turn the air conditioning on, it, yeah. it gets hotter oh, than yeah. outside. Yeah. Mine does, yeah. My, and, and, uh, and our AC's out on our Suburban, and my yeah. wife, just oh. she came in literally, like, yeah. like oh. just arm stretched, outstretched. <laughs> she, she's just dripping yeah. from, you know, 101 you know, degrees outside. I don't know how much how hot it was in the car. Have you ever done hot yoga? It's no, to be I have no idea. I did hot yoga. It was the worst thing I had ever yeah. experienced. That doesn't it even was sound fun. Just a whole bunch of sweaty people in a room, and my buddy signed us up. And I thought, okay, 45 minutes, 60 minutes, I can handle it. He signs us up, we get there, and he goes, I signed us up for a 90 minute class. And I oh, thought, gosh. Oh. This is Why would awful. you even do 90 minutes of and, yoga? And regular. And it's, and it's, it's kind of sweaty patchouli people. You know, it's, it's a lot of patchouli and, and sweaty people. All of a sudden, I'm doing this pose poorly, of course, and this lady puts her foot. And I see it. It's like, like right next to my face, and and I'm like, you're just like sweat dripping off her foot. It's awful. This is not. Come on, admit I'm it. Not. You have a foot fetish, and it was all good. <laughs> if I did, this broke it. You know, if, if you have a foot fetish and you want to break that, you want to stare at a sweaty, nasty patchouli foot. That's yeah. that will uh, cha- it'll change your life. <laughs> Sorry, oh, man. So that's what we we already started kind of talking about this, but you want to set the stage again for what we're going to talk about today. Yeah, we're no. not talking about patchouli feet. No, we are not. So anyway, so I've been having a lot of discussions lately about. Uh, marketing budgets, how much you should put down, when to explode or you know double down or triple down on your marketing budget versus um, what needs to be executed on the internal team to really leverage what that marketing budget could and maybe should be, right? right. And so, you know, the, the person that I was having the com- comment down, he's like, look, he's like, we need to triple down on our marketing budget because it means that we will be able to get two sales a day for our software program and i said well i'm like all right let's let's back up first because if you build it they will come if we build it (laughs) if we build it they'll come and you know we joke about but there but there is some real truth to that because and, and i'll give you a good example so just last May, I had a customer come to me. He called me up and said, hey, I recognize, I, I have a friend that works for another company that's using your software. We're currently using your competitor software. software. I would like to talk to you. I literally spent 30 minutes with him, and he goes, I'm done. We're meeting with our team tomorrow at 1 o'clock. I'll have seven people come in. That meeting usually lasts about 60 minutes. 30 minutes later, he goes, We're, what do you guys think? Yeah, he's converted. Right? He was converted, right? And so, that and that was a significant user deal. It was like 57 users, right? And, and it really came from years of execution on the software development that led to that sell because right. now we're starting to get some momentum where other people in the market are really seeing the product that we're doing. But but don't you don't you need both though? I mean if you spend all of your time building the perfect product, you'll never release 
end. Right. If you wait until it's perfect, you'll spend a ton of money and then decide to go to market. And somebody who's done a crappier job but has got a brand or a name or got traction, because it's easier to get somebody to get on your platform than it is to get somebody to leave your platform and go to your platform. Yes, absolutely. And I 100% The the defection cost is pretty high. Yeah, and and, and that's really the, the challenge, right? It's like, when do you, and this is kind of what I wanted to bring to you guys, was when do you double down, triple down on marketing when you recognize that maybe there is, and, and in this case, we um, we were going to have a meeting with a key guy mm-hmm. that has invited us to their distributor meeting at the end of July. So we'll be in front of 130 distributors, which means... You know, a huge funnel right. for potential. Right, right, right. Not only do you have the 130 distributors, but you have you everybody have all the people they that, serve. Right. Yeah. And it's so, a great channel opportunity. Right. right. And so we've built this new uh, inventory module into our software that is going to not only track inventory, but it will track cost and inventory all the way down from large volumes down to individual volumes, like going from gallons to. Ounces per ounces, spray. Ounces per spray, right? right? That's insane. And so um, I wanted to make sure that when I put it in his hands that he was going to have a phenomenal experience. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because you can err on the other side. Like we, we, It's vaporware, right? Where right. you're like selling and selling and people right. are like, oh, crap, I'm super excited about this. And then you never build it. And, and or it's you a build delicate, a very horrible right. experience. So you, and, it, and it's a delicate balance, right? Yep. Because you want to get to the market. You want to market and sell and get it in the hands of your customers. But you also want to make sure that it's giving enough value Day one, you know, to allow you some growing room as you build out right. additional features. Right? You know that that's a you, you don't you never create an ideal product for your customers unless they're involved in the making of that product because you don't live in their world. Yeah, your your day to day activities are not what they live and breathe and die. You can have a great engineered solution and it doesn't fit inside the way they operate on a daily basis. And so, understanding that can help sort of get you quick to market, get in front of people who are your primary customers, and they will tell you, this sucked, this sucked, this sucked, this sucked. Yeah. Can you make it do these things? And then, then you can... But So a minimum viable product is important. But you, it, it, how much money but, do you have to spend? Yeah. You still have to do it. You, know, you have to do it, yeah, absolutely. Customers. And I have this like little analogy, this story, I, I think, that kind of, for me, resonated. It just kind of happened to me a couple of days ago where I... Um, bought a brand new bike, right? I had never purchased a bike, a new bike in 20 some odd years. And I wanted a bike that would get me downtown, that kind of thing. And I bought one of these bags that hangs off the side on the rack. So I thought, I, I can go to the grocery store and grab a couple of groceries when I do my errands. I can be more mobile on my bike. Look at you. Thought, yeah, so I just, and, and not only that, having a teenager, having taking your car half the time, you know, you're kind of like, <laughs> oh, I still want to run those errands. I can so the bike's stuff. for her, right? <laughs> it should be. So um, now you're asking permission to use yeah, the car. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> can daddy use the so, car? So so the thing was, is what I thought about was that when it comes to developing software, developing a product, yeah. and having the, the customer involved, it clearly showed to me this, this bag did not take into account... Um, any any activity as far as with the customer it didn't take any customer feedback in there unless unless I bought a bag that was geared towards women that said I want to just have some place to put my purse when I go from point A to point B but when I look at this commuter bag I'm thinking about can I put my groceries, laptop in laptop yeah. or can I put my groceries in there and the, the biggest fail to me was 
I bought one of those six packs, those square, those, those rectangular six packs of beer. Uh-huh. Um, Sierra Juicy, that Juicy IPA, which is really good by Sierra Nevada. Anyways, it would not accommodate <laughs> six packs not a all the way down at the bottom. I had to turn it sideways. And I thought to me, myself, they should have had this bag in the hands of their customers to say, what do you use this for? How do you use it? Let's watch it and observe. And then and come back with more feedback to go and then design the right kind of product because yeah. to me it was it failed when it couldn't accommodate just one six pack of beer that's a, that's right, all right. I ask you know it's like it should be and it's it falls short by a half an inch if they had known that they could have thrown <laughs> yeah half inch is amazing it, it's amazing difference but anyways it goes back to that with your yeah. product is you know you're working with your customers you're taking their feedback as you develop the product right right it's never going to be perfect when it's done no, it never finishes no, right it it's, never it's finishes. Weird. Yeah, I mean, so, yeah. I mean, and you, you think about nice. any 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 product, any consumer yeah. product. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's like really how often do we take the time oh, to? I think to nice your point, a lot of us. Way, in fact, I have one customer literally that we've been developing software since so five. Yeah, and he's never gone to market. Wow. <laughs> yeah, he he he's like it's not good enough yet, and I'm like. Dude, we could have been to market, you know, ten years ago, yeah. And, yeah. and you could. All your clients are dead now, right? You know, so, yeah. so it'd be like coming having, out with a fax machine. Right now, we're having just <laughs> different discussions. He's like, "Well, yeah, I need to have an iPhone app or an Android app." I'm like, "Well, now we got to revisit some code." Right. right. So it, it's kind of a delicate <laughs> balance, you know, of being able to take a product and get it uh-huh. into the hands of the customers yeah. because customer feedback is incredibly incredibly valuable but the thing that I that I think is important is that if you're not allowing the feedback cycle to come from your customer yeah and listening to them and communicating to them hey you know what we're that's on the roadmap we haven't right. been able to get to it and these are the reasons why and you can execute down the road sure. and, I, and I think one of the things that I keep coming back to is you need to execute whether it's on the short term or the mid term you have to execute because there is a certain amount of runway that a customer is willing to go or can go um, while you're evolving a product right if you keep communicating with them and keep them on track with here's what we're doing here's what we're developing and here are the reasons why you can uh, they will stay with you for a remarkable I I met with a guy yesterday Uh, he's taking over a a software company that the company's been around for five years there are three million people who have downloaded this piece of software oh wow wow they have never finished the software they still have people who downloaded it and it sits there nobody's using it oh wow they just downloaded it and so they, they have, have a good it. idea. They have a great idea. They just, oh, well, wait, wait, wait. We have to, if we had these features, it would be great. And so they built those features. And while they're building those features, they come up with other features. And so five years, several million people have downloaded it. Yeah. Nothing to monetize. They, they get, because I've downloaded it, because I thought, oh, this is really cool. I downloaded it. They asked for feedback. I get feedback. They ask for feedback again. I get feedback. They say, "Hey, we just did this. Would you give us feedback?" They get they get nothing but feedback. They don't actually launch a product that is. They still haven't. And so this guy's um, this team is helping them acquire and trying to get the leadership team 
currently who own the software out of the way. Right. So that they can turn it into a viable, sellable, monetized product. Right. And uh, that's actually their hardship. But when you think about 3 million people who downloaded it and still have it installed and haven't done anything, no data mining, no communication other than, what do you think about this feature? When is it going to be doing what we said it would do? Yeah. It does, still doesn't do that. Yeah. It's, um, it's that, remarkable. That, that's really amazing. But, it, but so what is the right amount of... Because the initial question was, we need to spend 2,000x what we're spending now in marketing. Right. What is the, the right number? Okay. Yeah. And, it, and it depends yeah, on that, where you are that, in the stage of your business, right? right? If you're a brand new business... You gotta throw money yeah, out Mr. there. Yeah, Mr. Marketing yeah. Guru Doug. What's yeah. your okay. breakdown? What's on the that? rule of thumb? Uh, okay. Metzger's so. rule of thumb. Bing. <laughs> uh, okay, so I I grew up like in the as a child of the '80s, you know, working for a family business, and, and it was there was this general rule of thumb of oh we allocate on our budget. I think it was 15 to 20 percent of our revenue to to. Marketing, okay. okay, and that included now, what? That included press, that, yeah, print, PR, print, because that's it. all we had back then. PR, print, uh, and then activities, you know, engaging in charity events, and, okay, you know, pro am stuff because it was a golf business, um, and and then you know, in store promotions, those kinds of things, field road shows. So that was that was the budget we had. Oh yeah, and brochures, right? Right, uh, brochures and sell sheets that, that got to pro shops. But you know, I think that that number, okay. If someone was looking for guidance, that, that number is kind of arbitrary, but it's kind of a general rule. Of thumb. I've seen it pretty typically in most yeah. in, in everything but from you, multi-billion-dollar but, global companies. Yeah, to but I, I, I'm reluctant to say stick with that number because it just says here's a pool of money you can throw 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 at marketing, and instead, okay, maybe that's the the, the rule of thumb to say what's the overall budget for the year. But at the end of the day, it's going back to. You know, what's yeah. your goal, right? Well, well, and the thing that yes. I have a challenge that I'm not saying that's not a good rule to consider and to evaluate. My kind of my thoughts too were that there are other avenues to market that don't necessarily cost money, right? Right, and especially in the social media realm. If you can create a great social interaction with yeah. people and engage with them, that creates a word of mouth that explodes without spending that much money right so the the but are you missing opportunities and the second question thing is uh, when when I've talked to people about the low the quote unquote low cost of social media you still have to allocate time to do that yeah and so if you figure X number of hours is your normal week you'd then allocate the time the time the 10 percent is a good al so if you're working 60 hours a week, Allocate six hours to do nothing but your social and, and media. And I think that's an important point. So it's 10% of resources maybe would be a good I, way to I, look I, at it. Because right. time is a resource. But, but it's a bigger picture because you're looking at not only what your spend is, yeah. but also and what activities you're going to do. But also you have to look at the sales side of it. Always have a strategy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you've got to have a strategy. You've got to step back and go, okay, A, what's our goal? Okay, so it's XYZ mm-hmm. product we're promoting. We're... we're we, what we want to do is we want to uh, increase incremental sales. So, okay, let's say we're doing that. We're doing with our install base. You know, what does that mean? Right? Mm-hmm. So uh, the other side of it is, oh, we want to create awareness. Yeah. I, I, I'm not a fan of just saying awareness sometimes unless you've got a little extra cash. Yeah, I think that's a bullshit word. I, that's I would, a, that's I would a, do very goal-driven yeah. uh, marketing. So my thoughts are things like, 
you're, you're driving people to, uh, to, to, to generate leads, whether it's make a phone call to your sales team um, and making sure your sales team, of course, is on board. <laughs> but, you know, and then using being very, very targeted about what product you're, you're, you're talking about, what yeah. feature you're talking about, what's going to resonate with what audience, and then making sure your sales team is there to back that up. But also, the last thing is, is making sure your, your, your campaigns are focused on results. So not just, you know, views, you know, views or impressions or reach, but also, what are they doing with it? Are they going to yeah. click through this to go and fill out a form? Are they going to click to call to call your sales team uh, during sales hours? So, what kind of things are you going to have them do? That are, and you can go back. Because yeah. you're just saying 10% or 15% of your budget just means throw that at it. But it means, how are we going to measure this? Yes, yeah. there you go. I was just gonna, that was yeah. the question I was going to ask you. Was rule, at, right, when, you're, when you're going through this process, you're measuring every step you've along got the it. way, right? You've got yeah. it. You're throwing it away if you don't. Yeah. And that's what's great about social media or online media, digital media, is... <clears throat> it gives you some metrics and so you have to really establish right. for yourself uh, what are my expectations for it that are realistic right. to say I'm just using this for example okay we want to take road FS we want to talk about XYZ feature that helps businesses because that's what our, our customers are hearing from our sales team that customers love this feature uh-huh. great so we're going to tout those features and we're going to have something that says something to the effect of you know call to learn more or fill out this form for, for uh, you know, I don't know, uh, engages in a consultation, right? Calls right. for a consultation or, or set up a consultation so yep. we can see if it's the right fit for you, that kind of thing. So now your sales team becomes a qualifying team on these leads on, yep. you know, is it Joe Blow that's out there with a single business or are you looking more to target the, the five plus ten man? And are we getting what we yeah. said we'd target? And at exactly. the end of the month, you're looking at did, how many sales calls did we get? How many? So we have the how many? How much did we spend on our ads? What was our reach? What was our engagement mm-hmm. in terms of likes and shares, that kind of thing? Um, or if it's on like Google Display app, yeah. what are people? Are there, how many people are clicking through on that? And landing on some specific land landing page geared to that message, whatever that is. Schedule a consultation, download our white paper, yeah. that kind of thing. And then ultimately, if it's going to be something where it's generating consultation calls to your sales team, then working with your sales team to say, okay, how many calls did you get from that app? So you're asking every day, every month when someone calls in, how did you hear about us? Yeah. And then you get all that tabulated at the end of the month, and you're doing that monthly or however long that campaign lasts. And then you're saying, okay, how many of those, if you can, converted to leads that eventually yeah. ended up in a sale? So you start with 10 to 15% of a budget. But along the pathway, you're measuring the results of any spend that you make so that you can start to refine that 10 to 15% over time, focusing it on the things that drive the best results versus the things that are just a waste of time and just kind of playing. People still do, uh, some of the discussions I've had with other folks was, we still like the, I have a colleague I know in town that, He's like, we still like to do the lunch and learns, or we still like to do the golf events. You can like it all day. That's great. Yeah, you can do that. And and I asked him what he did for his digital marketing efforts, and he said, I've got a gal who does that. Well, at the end of the day, unfortunately, she's just an event organizer. She's not doing the social media campaigns. Maybe she's checking out like a data sheet or something. She she might be doing social media like checking Facebook, but she's not doing a campaign. Right. She's not doing campaigns. Because that's different. I believe in that. And, And they're... I keep telling you, you're missing some opportunities here. Yeah. You, know, you guys are the number one XYZ you know, company in, in the state for, yeah. for this kind of thing. But how much of the market are you missing? And then how do you target that yeah. to get that market? So the guys I was meeting with yesterday, they looked at, um, you know, they had different types of customers, customers who were, you know, prospects, real prospects, mm-hmm. folks who had downloaded but hadn't done anything, folks who had downloaded and communicated and responded to mm-hmm. questions about, hey, give us some feedback, folks who, and they had a different um, campaign or yes. treatment 
for each of those behaviors. Right. To and and the way they were measuring it was engagement and sort of stickiness, right? right. So how long did they keep it? Excuse me, how long could they, um, did they do the next step? Could we get them to do the, what was the next step? And they would try multiple treatments to go, okay, well, there's three pathways these people could go by. Mm-hmm. Which one do they actually choose? Right. And then they choose one and you go, oh, okay, well, that's the one we need to pick. Right. So you have to give options and then get data around the options for the behaviors. Because in essence, what you're trying to do is manage people's behaviors such that they can find what they're looking for to solve their problems with your product instead of selling yeah. them the features and benefits yeah. and hoping they and, make the connection. And yeah. you're hitting on something that um, we've talked about, I think the last one, but okay, just for generic purposes, that the, the, the sales funnel, if you will, yeah. um, that putting yourself in the There's nothing obscene shoe. about a fail sales funnel. Right. But the, it's a no, beautiful it's thing. It's a beautiful thing to conceptualize about where and how you distribute your content and where, you, where your digital marketing plays a role or any of your marketing activities play a role. Right. So that awareness, the top, the big wide part of the funnel, upside down, or the funnel's right side up, I mean, but an awareness phase at the top. So those are some of your activities around, you know, data sheets or information about your product and promoting the product overall. Then you got the consideration phase where you're kind of nurturing that person along from, yep. okay, RoadFS is on the top of my list. Then that consideration phase is going to be something where, hmm, I want to have RoadFS as one of my top three products. Why? And so you have more of the content, whether it's blogging, videos, you know, ease of use videos, or yeah. how to install videos, blah, 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 wait, you know, so that, that satisfies that consideration phase of like, okay, why is RoadFS better than the other competition I'm evaluating? And then you got the, that decision. So awareness, consideration, and decision. So now it's that, 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 that move to convert. The sales team plays a role in each of those phases. Mm-hmm. Uh, your marketing activities play a role in each of those phases, supported by different kinds of what you know. I say white papers or social media campaigns or blogs, yeah. or blah blah blah, or videos and podcasting, whatever that supports gets people closer to that decision phase to say, yeah, I want to buy a real best. And so, um, your your marketing activities have different roles. So, for example, your website might be a place where they're going to say, I your your digital campaign is going to be about awareness. So. RotaFest satisfies blah, blah, blah for the market. Oh, that's interesting. Consideration's going to be, I'm going to dig in deeper. Oh, let me get a d- data sheet or top 10 reasons why you want RotaFest. Of course, you know, integrating without naming your competition, your strengths yeah. over the competition. Right. And that decision phase of like schedule a consultation kind of uh, oriented campaign. So, I think so where did you guys leave it? Where did Yeah. You? Uh, it, it kind of in... Uh, After you... Uh, well, I, I think we really left it with, you know, little, that little, we uh, need to, and actually, this is where we left it, and it's it's still been kind of evolving. I said, um, and it, this was going to be my next question without going back to us, but I think a lot of times what we do is it's easy to just throw money out without a strategy, and you yeah. talked yes. about that, right? So, so I've been thinking about what are the three campaigns that I can build around over the next three months. And all right, we're gonna do a campaign around QuickBooks. We're gonna do a campaign around ease of use. We're gonna do a quick campaign around inventory management and maybe one about inspections, kind of new markets. And and test different campaigns to see which one is sticky with customers. Okay. Right, because I think a lot of times it's easy to just throw out a message out there instead of throwing out a strategic campaign to see what results resonates with a customer to get the feedback. I think a lot of times we just miss the strategic aspect of going, all right, this is 
this is a message that we think. Right. And I th- and I emphasize that we think. Oh yeah. Resonates. Mm-hmm. It's right? always an experiment, right? Right. It's, yeah, it it's an experiment. But I found that the ones that resonate the best are when I get a customer that calls, "Can you do this?" Mm-hmm. And then I go out and I make a video about how we can solve yeah. that. Yeah. And yeah. then boost that post. Those ones tend to do better yeah. than if I just go, oh, I think this feature <laughs> will help them, right? Your sales team is yeah, yeah, such yeah. gold. There's so much gold in the sales team about what customers are asking yeah, about. Exactly. Their interactions with customers. Yeah, exactly. And, and so, so it's like rather well, than just throw money, yeah. let's step back yeah. and let's go, all right, if we are going to spend money, yeah. one, what is the message? What is the campaign? What are the results that we're hoping for? And then let's strategically go after this campaign. So you just talked about uh, you're going to get to talk in front of this this uh, guy's network of 130 distributors. Yes. And those 130 distributors all have a lot of folks that they provide stuff for. Right. So how do you how do we create a campaign around that? So and that that's the so looking at that thing, food right? chain going okay how do I get them excited about the problem I solve and then how do I help them solve the pains for their customers right so so it's an interesting that's an interesting question right because my work here is done no 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 no, no <laughs> not even close right because the the guy that's trying to sell his products through those distributed yeah. channels yeah. thinks he has a problem right and so we've we've addressed the problem in in our software to facilitate ordering of product when it gets low as they're using the product, right? So you've solved the problem for him that you think he has. That he thinks he, thinks he, he has, has, right? Okay. So when we go to the distributor meeting, I'm going to see if his... But, and so I'm hoping that he has enough data on his end that that's a real problem. So we're, we've kind of taken some leap of faith, and, and I'm pretty confident. Well, if he's, I'm like, if he's got that many distributors right, coming... I'm 80% yeah. confident know. that he knows where yeah. he's going. Yeah. Right. And so really what it's going to be is, so now we're going into this distributor meeting to solve a very specific problem that they're having, and that's facilitating orders when product is getting low. Right? So is the, is the end user the distributors that you're talking to, or is the end user the people that they sell that's to? That's the challenge, right? Which one is it? It's both. Okay. okay, so right. there has to be an incentive for them exactly. to sell it to their So when I go to this clients. meeting, I'm yeah. going to be able to glean from actual distributors yeah. what the true message needs to be in August and September to... To, to their people. To their people. Okay, okay. Right? To their customers. So, yeah, yeah, so yeah. right now, I'm focusing on the distributors, but the goal is to go into this, this distributor yeah. right, meeting right, right. and learn the down chain, um, downstream message of what needs to be done to interact with that whole chain. Mm-hmm. So, right? so inside of distributors, and, and this has been my experience when I sell through distributors, the understanding how are they compensated and what gets their attention, right? Because yes. they could sell a million products, right? Yes. So how are you, how do you make sure that you're a product that they want to put forward? So also not just understanding what problems are you solving, but also understanding what's going to motivate them to want to sell exactly RotFS. So and and really, I think that it gets to. I think a lot of times we just think that marketing works if you throw money at it. Right. And what I'm 
That's that, you know I what? That's why you hire a professional to, marketer. Exactly. That's what I keep <laughs> right? going back yeah. to is huh. is that marketing is should be strategic. It should be. But we a lot of companies tend to just throw. I'll just throw Google AdWords. Yeah. I'll throw money yeah. at Facebook ads. Right. I'll do all these things instead of going. How am I going to strategically? message a campaign that solves a problem yeah. for the customer that's not that indirectly sells my product right right and that's really that's where you get the stickiness I think yeah so, so now the question that they that that this person brought to you about we should just spend a ton of money on marketing was there any sort of uh, is there a concern on your side about the execution of the software, or is it concerned about we're going to spend money and we really will not know what the end result no, is? No, my, my or is my, it both? It's a little bit of both. Yeah, my, yeah. my big thing was I want to be able to execute from the day one when we hit the yeah. ground running, right? Because I know we have enough momentum over in this area. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure. I want to make sure that we have enough momentum that when we hit the ground. We are running 100 miles Because you get in front of those 130 distributors, somebody's going to download, somebody's going to want to download it that day just to test it out. Oh, absolutely. And And that was my point. If it don't work... That was my point. That marketing message will be louder than your marketing message. Exactly. And so... (laughs) Dude, I tried this. It doesn't work. Screw it. I'm not putting it in front of that main distributor's hands until I know it works. Oh, but I'm like, no. And guess what? Here's the deal. So I got held up in some meetings. We were supposed to meet at 12 o'clock. I, I got stuck in a meeting out in Nampa that went till 1.30. I mean, wow. way late. So I get back in, and I, and I call my guy, and I'm like, hey, I'm really, really sorry. My meetings went long, and I had been texting. He goes, I have 15 minutes before my meeting for the planning meeting. I go, ah, let's get on the go-to meeting real yeah. quick. <laughs> Literally did a five-minute demo with him. He goes, perfect. Good. So I go, I'm biting my nails, hoping everything was great, right? Because he's in front of the owner of the company and the other people that are putting on this distributor meeting. Fifteen minutes later, he texts me. He goes, it was perfect. We're super excited. Excellent. I'm like, right? Because... I wanted to make sure... You did the matrix with the bullet. Exactly. I wanted to make sure that when he had it in his hands, that it worked and it solved and and it was a good experience. And we accomplished that, right? Because now they're all jacked, they're excited, they're... You know the the whole nine yards, right? So, so, so the what funnel you, just exploded, yeah. because we executed right. on what we t- told them. That so we what you're describing though is that dance, right? That because because it's um, you get it in front of the customer, they give you feedback. You get in front of the customer, you give it feedback. You spend a little bit of money on marketing that solution, and you get feedback, and then you go, okay, now I'm not going to release it until I know for sure this thing works. So you sort of go back in and go we're not talking about this until I know 100% it works so it's a, it's an ongoing dance of get it in front of the customer iterate get it in front of the customer iterate okay now we're ready to really go full board this crap better work so it's, it's it sounds like it's just sort of this I ongoing a, I think it's a delicate balance right because yeah. sometimes you need to get something into the market well you wouldn't so be able to make the improvements you made unless you had already exactly. tried but there are other times when you have a very strategic Avenue that you want to yeah. go down, that you need to make sure that it is bulletproof, yeah. so that 
that avenue gets excited right. and becomes your voice right. on behalf of you, right? Yeah, and exactly. I, and I think that's really one of the keys is recognizing when you need to go to market early and get the feedback versus, you know what, we're going to pull the reins back. We're going to be a little bit more strategic. Yeah. We're going to get our ducks in a row a little mm-hmm. stronger so that because if I do that and they have a great experience because they're an influencer, mm-hmm. Their influence will explode on your behalf. Yeah. So, right. so for you know, if if you know anybody's listening and going, well, how the hell do I know where I'm supposed to go? Ask people. Ask yeah. somebody who's been down this pathway before. Get their feedback. Don't hesitate to hit your network or message us or do something that will give you some additional input yeah. and, and, and insight. And that's a really good important factors so one of the things that I did because we want to go after a new market that we haven't been into so I went to three different companies that are in that market that are local and I said look we have this field service management solution I think I think Jody thinks it's appropriate for your market will you sit down with me and walk through the software and show me where the gaps are yeah guess what Two of them go, wow, that's really close. We should explore whether or not we use that for our company. Right. That wasn't my intention. My intention was sure. to gather information. And you still gather the information. And I still am, yeah. right? But it's still establishing that credibility and that right. re- so, reliability. So, so there becomes an art of being able to go out and say, this is what I've done. Is it on track or do I need to readjust or am I off track? And but that's because you've, and you've been right. doing this for a number of years. And, right. and if you're new, starting a new business or going on a new venture, you may not have the experience to know when to push and when to pull back. Yeah. And so getting other people's feedback on who have done things like this is important and yes. improving your network, even if it's not in the same industry or same business, just understanding how to move forward. Uh, with a new product or product development or, or those sorts of things is important. So soliciting feedback is yeah. is yeah. is pretty important. So all right, yeah. so yep. we're good on time. Oh yeah, now we're I think I mean there's a lot more that we can oh, keep yeah. going oh, about so. this. But, some notes but, but really I just wanted to you know I think a lot of times we think that throwing money at a problem is the solve, it. No. solve all right yeah. versus. You know, we need to be more strategic about yeah. our approach, and and that will enable you to launch into the direction and the yeah. trajectory that you're hoping. Well, for. it needs so. it needs to have a direction. I think that's the, there's a there's an old Star Trek episode where they fix hey, the warp engines, but they haven't fixed navigation. Yeah, that's and, a little bit and, of a problem. And Scotty goes, "Oh, she's going like a bat out of hell, Captain, yeah. but we're going in a circle." Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's it's just that's kind of what it feels like. If you yeah. just keep spending yeah. money, you can have a Ferrari, and you can sit it in your driveway, and you can go super fast from the garage to the end of your driveway. But if you don't have a plan on what you're going to do next, who the hell cares? Yeah, yeah exactly. So. As always, guys, Excellent. great, great discussion. Yes. I know some of us have to run off to our next And the sun's meetings. coming up behind that building. Yeah, so it's awesome. So it's baking me. As always, thank you guys for joining the Musings of Three Dudes. Always a great discussion on business, life, and family. And we will catch you guys next time. Yeah, next time. Next time. See ya. <laughs>